0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. An investigation is underway after 14 people were found hidden in a refrigerated trailer at Rosslare Europort in County Wexford yesterday. There were nine men, three women and two young girls discovered after a distress call was made to the UK. The leader of Ainthu and TD for Meath West, Pather Tobin, believes the government is not doing enough to protect the integrity of our ports. And he joins me now. Pather, good morning.
1: Good morning to you, Pat. Now,
0: you have to feel some sympathy for these migrants, even though some reports that they were in distress, in medical distress, don't appear to be true. Um, but they certainly had been through an arduous
1: journey. No, absolutely. On, on the first level, this, is, this could have been a human disaster. And, um, you know, it's nearly impossible to imagine the panic that would have been uh, in the minds of those people, especially the fact that they were in that container uh, for 28 hours. They were struggling to breathe and they were forced to cut a hole in the container uh, to make sure that they could breathe. Um, so on a human level, this is a disaster. And you know, the, the fact that this type of situation is happening over and over again you know, is, is wrong. Obviously, we have a situation where people have died in significant numbers um, in uh, other countries and, and, and in Ireland in terms of trying to get into the country uh, in this manner. So yeah. On a human level, first, first and foremost, we need to make sure that uh, this doesn't happen and that these people are protected from the smugglers who are bringing them on this route. Um, now, it seems now, to Just be, to be...
0: clarify, uh, 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 Pather, it does seem as if they thought they were going to land in Britain, which would have meant that the trip across from Zeebrugge uh, to a, a southern uh, English port would have been far, far shorter than the long journey from Zeebrugge all the way to Roslaire.
1: Sure, and I've looked back at a number of other cases where people have landed in uh, either stowaways or in containers in Ireland before. And in all those other cases as well, people understood that they were going to Britain. Um, so it seems that, you know, this, this particular process, it often happens that people travel from Turkey, from the Middle East, they travel all the way uh, up to um, the, the ports in France, uh, and then they board those ships there. And as a result. They put their hands in many ways, or they put their lives in the hands of these traffickers who, who, who put them onto containers or, or trucks, uh, etc. And that's the difficulty on it. So the first thing that needs to happen is we need to make sure that security is significantly increased in these ports. So we need to have put in a question uh, to the Minister of Justice uh, today to ask her, um, first of all, what security is happening at the ports in Ireland, and also uh, will she increase it to make sure that this doesn't happen. The other issue that's, that's uh, I suppose, more systemic in relation to this is we have questioned the minister previously as to how people are coming into the country. The minister, just, as, just back in December, indicated to us that 76% of people who are now applying for asylum in Ireland are applying for, at the International Protection Office. So they're not applying for, at the airports or the ports. Now, this obviously creates a number of serious questions. So how are these people coming into Ireland? Um, we questioned the minister. Um, We understand that it's either they're coming in through visas, such as tourist visas or working visas that have expired, or they're coming through the north of Ireland uh, from Britain, or they're coming in in a smuggled fashion. But when we ask the Minister for Justice to break down this figure, the Minister admits to us that she simply doesn't know how these people are coming in. And I think that's a, a major problem when the Minister for Justice, in charge of the integrity of the asylum process in this country, simply doesn't know how people are coming in in 76% of the cases that that are coming into Ireland. So, you know, we need to work with our counterparts in London to make sure that this route uh, between the north of Ireland to the south and back from the south to the north of Ireland into Britain, you know, is is a safe uh, 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 place. Yeah, but how,
0: how do you do that? How do you police? We don't want the border back. How do you police people who've managed maybe to take a, a dinghy across from northern France into uh, southern England and uh, make their way up to Liverpool or Hollyhead or whatever, uh, take a, a boat across unchecked because... That's not acceptable uh, to many people in Northern Ireland, uh, that there should be checks on board. Uh, I mean, it's an open border.
1: The first thing we need to do is to make it uh, take things seriously. So human trafficking is is a a major problem in in Ireland. And Ireland is actually considered by the, the State Department in the US to be a tier two country in terms of the levels of human trafficking that are happening in Ireland. So when the Taoiseach was asked about this recently, he said oh, trafficking wasn't even a problem uh, whatsoever, um, which, was, which was amazing because, you know, he wasn't accepting the fact that Ireland is a problem place. Also, if you look at, again, through parliamentary questions, we've asked uh, the government how many people have been convicted in Ireland uh, in the last 10 years in relation to human trafficking. There's been 1,000 cases before the courts in the last 10 years there's only been three convictions that's happening. Three convictions in total out of a 1,000 cases coming before...
0: This is incredible because we're always told that cases are not mounted unless uh, the Director of Public Prosecutions believes there's a fairly good chance of getting a conviction. Uh, Three out of a 1,000 is not a fairly good chance.
1: Three out of a thousand is a disastrous record for the Department uh, of, of Justice in this country in terms of bringing convictions, so we need to get serious about human trafficking because you know you know right now we ha- we have unaccompanied minors uh, who are in unregulated um, uh, locations uh, put there by Tusla at the moment, which is a serious problem. And we also have a large number, dozens of uh, unaccompanied minors who have gone missing from state services, where the state doesn't know where they are. So from the very first uh, uh, responsibility of the government at the border, right through the child protection services, right through the prosecution services, This government is not delivering on a proper system that makes sure that we protect the most vulnerable. And and that's at the heart of this issue. The second issue that you mentioned in relation to the integrity of the border, uh, no, for for sure, we want the the, the border north and south to be an open border. But we do need to work with our London counterparts to make sure that there are checks in terms of uh, what's happening in uh, Belfast Airport, Derry Airport, and in the Port of Larne uh, to make sure that we know who's travelling that border. Because as long as we don't know who's crossing that border, we all, we, we're always going to have this situation where we simply don't know... Uh, where people are coming from and and how they're coming into the country and therefore our borders are not uh, in, the integrity of our borders are not in place.
0: But but the, the nub of this is the Irish border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. We want that open and the Unionists particularly do not want any checks between the island of Britain and the island of Ireland. Um, so there's the difficulty. I, I there's a
1: difficulty there, but in fairness, you know, there's a, a major problem that Britain is suffering, um, there's a major problem that Ireland is, is dealing with, and there's also these potential human, you know, um, you know, humanitarian disasters that are unfolding as a result of this weakness. And in fairness to Britain and the European Union, they have come to a decision about how to deal with veterinary products, uh, you know, gardening products, uh, medicines that are travelling from one island to another. And I do think that we need to come yes. to a similar but, situation. Now, to make Paddler, sure we
0: No, I don't think you'd probably do this too often, but put yourself in, in uh, the, the, the head of a, a DUP supporter and you're travelling from an English port over to Larne. And someone asks you for documentation and I can hear it now. How dare you ask me for documentation traveling between
1: two parts of my own country? That's
0: what they would say and that's what they would feel.
1: You're right, Pat, I don't put myself in the head of a DUP supporter too often, to be honest. But I will say this, right? The DUP is a a, a party in the north of Ireland, a minority party. It's not even a majority unionist party anymore. And it is a minority party in the totality of the north of Ireland. In the totality of the north of Ireland, the, the majority of the elected representatives the democratic will in the majority wants to make sure that we have a proper relationship with Britain and a proper relationship with the European Union. To do that, we understand that there are two separate markets, but there are also two separate uh, sections in terms of, of, of the travel of, of, of people. And all I'm suggesting is if we want to get to the heart of the 76% of the people are coming into the country and the, 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 that we don't know how they're coming to the country, we need to make sure that we have simply uh, identification checks at Larne and Belfast, etc. The other point, the final point I want to make part of the can is this, and this is the whole issue of policing and Gardaí numbers in this state as well. So, you know, we have a Minister uh, for Justice Helen McEntee who has overseen a reduction in the number of Gardaí every single year for the last uh, four years, and that has to be having an effect over our ability also to police the situation in Rosslair and elsewhere. And you know, it, it, just, it, it strikes me that we know about this because the people inside that horrific situation made the phone call themselves to the British police, who obviously uh, got in contact with the Irish police. Okay. So but, but we've got to ask ourselves how many, how many of these situations are happening okay, on a weekly basis that we do know In about.
0: terms of our asylum regime and going to the Office uh, for International uh, uh, Protection and then being processed and it taking a long time, et cetera, et cetera. And we know uh, that issue, it's been going on for years and years now. Uh, they promised to speed the whole thing up. But I'm thinking if, if Paddy is picked up in Brooklyn or in Sydney, indeed, and the visa is out of line or there's no visa or whatever, Paddy is packed on the plane and sent home. Now, uh, there will be those who will say, hang on, many of these people are from war-torn areas. They are genuine refugees fleeing for their lives and for their safety. Uh, We have to be cognizant of their difficulties. But hard cases make bad law. I mean, do we need to be more explicit? You arrive with no papers, you're turned around and you're sent away because you couldn't get on an aircraft without papers. In fact, you couldn't go anywhere without papers. So should we be tougher in terms of, you know, not the processing and giving people international protection or refugee status, but in terms of documentation, um, you know, if you don't have it, you don't come in.
1: Yeah, so aim policy is one of compassion and common sense. So we do understand that we do need to be able to help people who are suffering from war and violence for sure. But we do... Our, our, our view is that the government are not even implementing the system properly as it exists. So currently there is a waiting time right now that people, some people are waiting up to seven years for their first application to be processed. And most people can spend 10 years in the country just in the application system if they use the uh, appeal system also. So that's obviously far too long. Secondly, you're right, we have a situation where, Thousands of people, 5,000 people last year came into the state without travel documents, many of those flying from other EU countries. Now, if anybody gets on the flight in, in Paris or Berlin or Rome, they have to have a travel document. So if a person is coming to Ireland from those airports, we know that they have lost their travel documents on purpose. We know that. And in those scenarios, that should not be tolerated. And the government needs to tighten up on that by making sure that um, that Guardi, etc., are at those uh, embarkation ports or uh, at least on the planes to make sure that people have their, their documents. The other point that you make is a really important point, and this is the issue of deportation. So when an individual has uh, been processed, when we've spent an enormous amount of money on processing their application, in this country, roughly 14% of deport orders are enforced. So that means the vast majority of deportation orders are not enforced. And again, when I ask the Minister for Justice, um, you know, where are these people, the Minister for Justice gives me an official shrug. She doesn't know where the the 86% of the deportation order recipients are. And that's another serious mistake. So I believe we should be helping people who need help. We should have a process to differentiate between those who need help and those who don't and then we shouldn't force all elements of that. But we—it we, it is incredible that, you know, creating a whole system that costs hundreds of millions of euros, the outcome for both the people who are successful and unsuccessful in their application is roughly the same. They get to stay in the country. Well,
0: Padleto being leader of AIN to a TD from ETH West, thank you very much for joining us. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman
1: in association with AIR.
0: Weekday mornings at 7 on news talk